Welcome, this is the Sales IQ Podcast. My name is Luigi Prestonenzi, and I'm on a mission to help salespeople be the best sales professionals they can be. Each week, we'll bring you a different message from thought leaders from around the globe, so we can help you master the art of selling. You can only grow if you're willing to feel awkward and uncomfortable when you try something new. That's a quote from the great Brian Tracy. And why is that quote so relevant for this week's episode? Because this week we're joined by Kayla Citroen Thaler, who's going to talk about why you should get uncomfortable and get comfortable using video in your prospecting strategy. This episode is brought to you by Vidyard, Vidyard. the online video tool for sales professionals. Vidyard makes it easy for sales teams to turn text-based emails into personal video messages and will help you engage with your prospects and create an incredible buying experience for them, which will ultimately help you reach your pipeline and revenue goals. So do yourself a favor, get to vidyard.com, sign up and start using video in your sales process. Before you know it, 2021 is going to be there. It is not that far away. And it's been an enduring 2020, you know, it's it's kind of like an ultra marathon, not even a marathon. There's been times when it just seems to be grinding and getting harder and harder. But that is the great thing about what we've been enduring as a collective these last few months is it's only building us and building our capability further so that we can tackle 2021 to be the best we can be. But what we've seen this year has been quite interesting. The change in which has occurred is incredible. The reality is now virtual selling, if you know the term that's been thrown around these last six months, the reality is using technology in the sales process is absolutely critical. And our buyers' engagement with us is changing. And that's why this week's episode is absolutely awesome because we're going to be talking about how to use video in the prospecting process. And this week's guest is an absolute gun. She has achieved incredible results and she books insane meetings with decision makers every day by using video. And so we're going to dive deep into the strategy that she uses to use video in her sales process. And personally, I use video all the time, not just in the prospecting process, but in the active pipeline, deal progression, because you can use video to really enhance the buying experience for our prospects. And this is the awesome thing about technology. Yes, we can become overwhelmed. And yes, our prospects can become overwhelmed with the amount of technology that there is around, the platforms and messaging. It's just all becoming a little bit too overwhelming, right? But if we really considered and we really think about our buyer, and think about how do we elevate the buying experience? How do we create a buying experience that is unique? We're, we're going to deliver incredible value and we're going, to, we're going to be separating ourselves from the competition. So this week, I'm really excited about sharing this particular episode and it's going to come on the back of some other work that we're going to do in the coming months around how you can leverage video, how you can leverage different pieces of technology to enhance the sales process. 
so I'm pumped. So buckle up because this is going to be an incredible episode. There's a lot of learning. It's a practitioner. Kayla is an absolute practitioner at what she does. So, And we're going to get real insight into how she's using video and what she's doing from a prospecting perspective to book meeting after meeting every single day for her AEs um, who are then taking those opportunities and closing those deals based on the work that she does from a top of the funnel perspective. So guys, buckle up. Um, this is going to be awesome. It's going to help you be the very best sales professional you can be. So look forward to hearing your feedback on what's going to be an awesome episode. Welcome to the show, Kayla. Hi, thanks for having me. I know. Well, we almost um, used up all of our time because we started <laughs> chatting about sales. We started chatting about you know, all these different strategies and realized we hadn't hit record. So, <laughs> Yeah, it's... Um, I'm yeah, excited to be here. We've planned this for a while and it's it's happening. So <laughs> oh, awesome. Now I feel cool, you know, I feel cool that you accepted my request. So um <laughs> hey, before we get into talk about, and I think this is an incredible topic we're gonna talk about today, about how to, you know, differentiate yourself um and stand out from the rest, because I think that's a common problem right now. Um, we'd love to hear about how you started in this world of sales and what you do in your current role. Yeah, so I have always had an entrepreneurial sort of mindset. I ran my own company. I have always tried to hustle. So I've always had some side hustle. Um, I remember back in high school, there was this website called Poshmark, which still exists. And I don't know if this is legal, but I would buy stuff at Roth stores and Marshalls and resell it on Poshmark because basically I was a personal shopper. Um, so like always trying to hustle and have something else going on. Um, back in, I think late 2018, I was living in Santa Cruz and I was on a social media panel with someone named Tamara and I was in a role. I wasn't very happy, wasn't feeling fulfilled. And so I reached out to her and said, Hey, are there any opportunities? And she said, yes, let's connect originally. And it's this company called Looker, which just got bought by Google, yep. if anyone's heard of them. Um, I applied to a porter job. So the porters are the people who stock the food. They make sure everything's running smoothly. And I came into, me and her met up at um, this place called Abbott Square. I came in thinking that I was going to be talking to her about a porter job. She came in thinking that we we're going to be talking about a SDR or BDR role. And we connected, she referred me and I've been in business development ever since. Yeah. And so. you're a practitioner, like you, you're, you have continued to hit target every single mm -hmm. month or every single quarter, yep. even during this, you know, global shutdown, global pandemic you've still managed to get by and meet your target, which has been remarkable, right? Yeah. And what, Thank you. <laughs> what would you, and when looking back at that, why do you think you've been able to achieve those results given you're fairly, you're still fairly new in sales, right? Yeah. So what would you attribute that success to so far? I think it's soft skills. And so this is, if you're a hiring manager listening, Look for those soft skills, someone who can hustle. They yep. don't have to have previous sales experience. They just have to have that work ethic and also creativity. 
So if I was just going through the motions of, hey, you have to make this many calls, you have to send this many emails, I would not be as successful as I am today. But by being creative and wanting to grow, I've been able to pick up pieces. So for example, at my SKO, in my first SKO, John Barrow spoke about video. And that's actually how I heard about Morgan Ingram. And I'm a diehard fan of Morgan Ingram. Yeah. But John Barrows talked about video. And so I came back after that. That was probably the only thing I took away from that whole SKO. Yeah. But that has made me successful in my career. And I haven't hit, I haven't, sorry, I haven't missed a quarter of quota thus far. I would say that's a lot because of video. Yep. So video, you're using video to stand out from from the crowd. Exactly. There's there's other ways that I am trying to stand out. So if you are a rep starting out, think about ways. And if you're in outbound and in inbound, it's very mm. similar motions. But I believe that there is room in inbound to be doing more research and more personalization than has been in the past. But you have to think about ways to be creative and grab someone's attention in a different way. So someone else is getting the same old email from every other rep. Yep. How do you create a different impression and disrupt that noise? So the way I think about it is we're all underwater. We're all swimming underwater. And how do I just raise my hand above and someone says, oh, someone's like asking for help. Okay, meeting, but (laughs) how do you get above the noise? And so it's about being creative. It's about leveraging video. So if an example of a video that I sent a few weeks ago, also, sorry, there's a few pieces. So being able to do research. If you're a rep who doesn't Google people, you should start that today. Yeah. Like, I wasn't taught that also. And for some reason, it's different. Like if I'm on my personal computer, I'm obviously going to go to Google to search something. For some reason, there's a disconnect in sales of saying, oh, I should actually go to Google and search someone. So being able to do research is a big piece. And that's where the creative part comes in is, for example, there was this guy who did a presentation at a conference and it was titled 99 problems, but I think Databricks and Spark ain't one. (laughs) And so I wrote him, I'm a really bad rapper, but I created a video of myself rapping to him (laughs) and I booked the meeting. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I haven't got my sauce up. Here it is. (laughs) Man, that's awesome. So you rapped, you rapped to get a meeting. Yeah, I made him a rap. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So how can we as reps think about creative different ways to reach out to people? It doesn't have to be changing your your script. Mm. It has to be something that catches their attention differently. So this is really interesting. And I think I'm going to go back a moment, right? Because yes. you've just mentioned that your research and- yep. You know, when we look at everything that's happening and especially, you know, SaaS has exploded, the sales engagement market has just exploded, like Gong.io just had another 200 mil added, I know, um, which is insane, right? Um, (laughs) Outreach, 
they just I, they had 50 mil put in a couple of months yeah. back. By the way, I think shout out to Gong because I think they do a really great job on awareness and marketing. Yeah, they're awesome. Udi, you know, the CMO, they're just an incredible business, right? Um, but I think w when I look at all that, you go, wow, there's all these companies that are, that are, that are um, exploding in sales engagement it's, and it's scale, scale, scale. But what you've just spoken about is going back and going, well, you, before you even think about scale, let's actually think about our buyer. <laughs> let's actually do some research. <laughs> and like, I'm scratching my head going, for me, I only had a real aha uh -huh, just this last couple of months going, I thought everybody researched. I thought everybody spent some time. And I was actually on a webinar with somebody in the UK and our friend uh, Daryl Prale from VanillaSoft. Um, when he, you know, the argument was you shouldn't research. And I'm like, well, you should research because I've got to earn the right to get in front of my prospect. If I haven't done any research, then why would they even accept an opportunity, like a meeting with me? Yeah. Right. So I actually love what you're speaking about. So you're actually saying, do. Do something simple, which is Google. And I've, I've been timing myself and yeah. uh, I'm doing, I'm like three and a half minutes. I get heaps, literally heaps of information about my prospect. And I'm like, bang, I've got four or five talk tracks now that I can kind of hit. So, and I love this. So you've done some research, you're wrapped. What are some <laughs> other, and, and for anyone that hasn't embraced video, because look, I haven't embraced video. And Morgan told me, I spoke to Morgan recently. He's like, you got to embrace video, brother. And I'm like, yeah, I, I, he, I hear you. Morgan. Yeah, <laughs> I hear you, brother. I, I got to do it, right? But I'm, I'm getting some pretty good results from email-led and, and phone-led campaigns still, right? So um, I'm about to embark on this journey. So I'm like, there's many sales pros sitting here going, Kayla, I'm hearing you. Where do I start? How do I start yeah. this journey with video? Well, I am not comfortable getting on video. So how do I get comfortable? So, well, that's the first piece. It's a mental block. People, you have to realize why you're not comfortable. So you have to also realize that your first few videos aren't going to be the best videos and that's okay. Yep. But you sending a video is going to be different than, unless they're getting a lot of videos, <laughs> is going to be different than every other rep that's reaching out to them. Yep. So even... You have to get over the fact of my hair has to be a certain way, my whatever, I have to be this certain way. You just have to be yourself. Like that is, if there's any advice or anything you take away from this, and I know you have, you have other, other things, but be yourself. Like I am just myself on video. And because you're, because I'm authentic, people say, oh, okay. Like you're an actual person. You're mm. not a robot. Um. To go off of that, I would say do your research, yeah. know your persona, and find use a tool like Drift, send videos, and ask for feedback. If someone says, no, I don't want to make a, take a meeting, ask your prospect, hey, would it be okay if you shared some feedback on my video? And that's okay. Like That's what I do with when I get rejections is I'll say, I understand and I know there's objection handling, but if it's to that point where someone is like, I will not take a meeting, I'm not going to talk, whatever, I will take that opportunity to learn about what that persona cares about yep. and have a real conversation about their day to day. And most of the time people are open to doing that because they want to mentor others and, and pay it forward. I love this. So you ask yeah. for feedback from people that don't want to talk to you. Why? I mean, why? What do you have to lose? They already said they don't want to talk. <laughs> yes, you know, 
that's so cool. And for any, I, I met um, one of Australia's most is very successful entrepreneur years ago, maybe five, six years ago. He actually built a coffee business, disrupted a coffee industry, and sold it for gazillions. And now he's opened up in the US and. Um, he's the coffee king and he, he shared the same thing. He said the first year in business, he did not make one sale and mm-hmm. he, he asked every person didn't buy from him. Why didn't yep. you buy? Why didn't you buy? And he took that intel and completely changed his value prop, completely changed what he was going to market with. And before too long, he was the market leader. Yep. So I absolutely love that. Yeah. And I think the pieces, if someone agrees to a meeting, do not pitch them. That is the exact wrong thing to do. They have, or if they agree to time or they've given feedback and said, yeah, I'll take a call. I'll, I'll take 15 minutes out of my day. Do not pitch them. Do not bring up your product because you've built that trust to say, hey, can you help me out? You have to meet them halfway. Do not bring up your product. Do not pitch. Mm. Just be open to feedback and it, you are growing and that's helping you. And that's like my biggest advice is don't use it as like some slimy sales thing of, hey, well, you didn't, you weren't willing to take my call. Will you give me feedback on my product or my video or (laughs) tell me about your day to day? Oh, actually my product, like if they ask about your product, tell them like, hey, the purpose of this call is not to talk about my product at all. If they keep pushing, you can always say, if you really want to hear more, you can reach out. We can have a later conversation, but by bringing up your product, you will break that trust. So this is cool. So I have a lot of male crushes. Now I've got another crush here because this is awesome, right? And I say that with respect because I'm just going, yeah, yeah. this is amazing, right? I'm actually um, getting very excited to hear this because you're going into those conversations act genuinely looking for feedback so that you can improve yourself. Yeah. And do you ever hear feedback that sometimes you go, oh, like it, 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 it can sometimes affect you in a negative way where you're like, it hits your confidence levels? I try to not take things personally. Okay. And I know that's hard for a lot of people to remove it. In general, when I'm sending a video, and I know the problem is when you basically, the way that if you're having fear around video, the way to think about it is video is essentially a voicemail with your face <laughs> on it. Yes. That's right? awesome. That's my, t- you know what? We need to do a tile of that. Can you repeat <laughs> that? Video. Yes. Video is basically a voicemail with your face on it. That's gold. <laughs> I don't even think I'm going to publish this. I'm just going to use this for myself. <laughs> <laughs> but but the, the thing is that people have this fear that other people are going to reject them because it's so personal. You're yep. putting yourself out there. You're being vulnerable. You have to realize that it's okay. And people have said, oh, well, the things I will get is, oh, I'm not good at video. And I agree, play to your strengths. Like if you kill it and you're crushing it on quota and you're just a legend on the phones, like great, put like play off of your strengths. I'm not saying that video is for everyone, yeah. but unless yeah. you've tried something out at least 50 to hundred times with tips. So here's a few tips, have a lighted room, don't move your hands a lot make the video less than a minute and just be yourself. And do you make the message targeted to that particular prospect? So you say, hi, John, you know, bang, 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 bang. So just like you would in an email. So I wouldn't, this isn't something that can scale to the 
basically what everyone wants is like a quick fix. Yep. It is video is not a quick fix. It is very effective, but you have to take the time to do research. You have to take the time to record. And I am creating, so there's been an evolution of video. The first evolution of my video career was, hey, and I was targeting um, businesses up to, I think it was 500 employees. Yeah. So I was sort of just going after industries and I would say, hey, we're working with other companies in your industry. That landed okay. And then I thought, hey, how can I break this out by persona? Like here's a video to a marketing leader. Here's a video to mm. a, I know at Looker, honestly, any department could use Looker for different purposes. If anyone doesn't know, Looker is a BI tool. Yep. Um, <laughs> but then it sort of came about where I knew that creating personalized videos to each person is so much more impactful because they know that no one else is getting that video. And so when I'm recording, the way that I record is I have their LinkedIn up and I have my face in a little bubble on the bottom and I record it that way. They have familiarity with their LinkedIn profile and they know that I can't send that video to anyone else. So for example, if their name's John, if I'm looking at their LinkedIn profile, me saying, hey, John, I know this, I can send that out to every CMO or whatever named John on the face of the universe. But if I have that touch of personalization, it's very, yeah. Okay. They know it's for them. So this is really interesting. So you're saying that in order to stand out from the crowd, Mm -hmm. stop the quick fix and scale, 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 fast, fast, fast slow it down, make it personal, make it about them, create a message that really compels them to take action. Yeah. And then if it doesn't work, seek feedback why it didn't work. Yeah. And play off of it also. Like you've recorded this video, why not call it later out in your emails? Say, Mm. hey, did you have like, wanted to see if you had time to watch the video or whatever. And I know people don't like those buggy emails. Obviously you have to add value. So you tie it into Hey, any thoughts on the video hyperlink I created for you or you, whatever the video. And then you would have, in any case, I wanted to share this piece of content or I wanted to share something with you of value. So like, it's not an empty email saying, Hey, I'm here bugging you. It's saying give take. So it's saying, Hey, any feedback. So your cadence, it's just not just a single event. You send a video and hope that they respond you then add you add a part of your cadence. You need to have a shell cadence. And what I mean by shell cadence is the steps are laid out. So you're saying on day one, send a video on day two, and you can have some, like you can have some kind of templates where you fill in the dots. That's okay. But I have more of a, um, like a shell cadence so that it's saying, hey, on day one, send a video. I don't have a video that's there. I have to go in and create it. And I have different workflows with different people. So what I like to do is send a video on LinkedIn. That's my ideal. If someone's connected with me, that is bang like 30% reply rate. But I get really bad reply, reply rates over email. So that's where like, it's not my strength. I'm not putting as much time into it. But if I can get someone to connect with me on LinkedIn and 
I send them a video, the rates skyrocket because they know who I am. They can look at my profile. They can see who I am as a person versus another email. They don't mm. fully know who I am. And so that's another piece is if you, if your LinkedIn looks bad, change it, work on it. You can look at mine. You can look at someone else's like start creating a story for yourself so that when people look at your LinkedIn, they want to connect with you. So that's on LinkedIn. I have that. I like Trader Joe's or I have that. I like running. If someone likes running, it's creating that at least association of, okay, this there's some familiarity and some connection. So there's a lot of pieces packed in there, but essentially I'll connect with people on the first day. And then I will give them a a chunk of time to accept my request. If they accept my request, then the first touch will be on LinkedIn. And the if they don't, then the first touch will be on email. But I will put them on their respective cadences yeah. so that I know if they've connected or they haven't. So this is gold. So you've really given some consideration to your cadence. You've got kind of a, a number of different plays that you're running. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And what, I'll, what I'm loving about this, Kayla, is you know, you're talking a lot about some of the fundamentals of selling, like relationship building, rapport, looking at the fact that people by people, there's got to be an element of yes. of, of connectivity, right? And I think what I've learned through this whole, you know, since being home, I got home sort of the third week of March from LA, <laughs> um, I have probably left the house four times, like literally out because we're still in hardcore lockdown here, right? Yes. Um, if I've learned how much or how important human connectivity is. And I get, you know, I get the random, you know, messages from people. I actually received an awesome one for from a, someone called Sarah from Repurpose House. And I'm actually, I work with them now and I coach her. Um, Sarah. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Do you know Sarah? Oh, no. Okay. But um, she's <laughs> awesome. She's awesome. Crop. She's uh, <laughs> I'm a big fan of her because she did the same thing. She did me a loom, right? The loom was was just brilliant, and she she called out, and her email really spoke to me and the buyer persona, and we've worked yeah. together ever since. Um, and I think again, what's what what I've learned through this process is people are are looking for real human connection, not a bot. You know, not somebody to just to DM me straight away that I've connected with them, and I know that it's an automated message. Um or a bot that pops up on the website and you're like, mate, just get, get the hell out of way from me. I'm, I'm keep clicking, clicking the X, <laughs> right? Um, so I think what I'm, what I'm hearing from this is that you're really bringing the human element. You're bringing the authenticity. You're bringing the, the spirit of who you are and letting them choose you first before your product or service. Oh, a hundred percent. I have people who have, many people have gotten on calls and A's have said, so why did you take the call today? And they'll say, Kayla sent me a video. Like that is the only reason, but that's our yes. job. How can you get someone in the door? That's, yep. a, that's like, that's what you have to think about. Like they don't have to like you. They probably will like you more if you're not sending them an automated message. Yep. I do get those automated messages and I am, I hate them. And I think everyone hates them, but I think it's okay to connect and pitch if you're doing it in a creative way. So if I connect with you and then I pitch you over video, that I think is okay because I'm just, I'm not being, I think anyone, I apologize. I'm going to offend some people. Actually, I don't apologize. If you are using those messages, like just stop. It doesn't work. 
you think that it works because you get responses. Responses are not, isn't closed business. Yeah, you are not. At least do some personalization, like something to catch their attention. And a lot of people use these tools, which will connect with people on LinkedIn for them. And I believe in scalability, but I added a middle initial to my name. So now anyone who sends me an automated LinkedIn request or message, I know exactly who you are because guess what? (laughs) You sent me, hey, Kayla A. No one does that. Yeah, I like that. I, hey, I got I got a good one the other day. Um, I got a, a, a dear madam. I'm like, thank you. Thank you. I'm glad my photo <laughs> on my profile makes me look like a female. Not that I have anything against females, but surely, you know, your um, automation could pick that up. But anyway, so... Um, yeah. I, I, I get what I get what you're saying, and uh, I absolutely, like I said, I'm, I'm I'm fully embracing what you're saying, and I think this is the opportunity that sellers have right now is scaling to the detriment of the outcome is a really really important conversation because I've seen it. I coach people right now; they've got forty eight percent open rate on an email, which is incredible. The subject line is hitting the mark, and then they've got one percent reply rate. I'm like, well. What's the point of sending a thousand emails if you're getting one percent reply? That is a lot of work for one percent reply. But is it a lot of work because those pe- the people are? That's I'm playing the flip side. Is it a lot of work? They have that list of people. They throw them on a cadence. Is it a lot of work? Well, it's wasted. It's wasted energy. I'm just saying. I'm I'm challenging you. Is it like? Well, like it's probably not a lot of work, right? Because they're cutting corners. So it's the opposite. Yeah, right? yeah, you're right. <laughs> People are like, I'm just going to throw a thousand people on a cadence. And it's like, okay, like how many of those emails did you personalize? Mm. None. So what it comes back to is having enablement and training at the beginning when your reps come on board and saying, hey, here's how you research. Here's how you find the right people. Here's the right messaging or Mm. here's a structure. And that's the problem is that leadership doesn't want to necessarily, and I'm not saying all leadership, I'm saying some, these are generalizations, doesn't want to, wants quicker return on their reps. And so they can't do like a week training of, even reps need a refresh on how to do good copyright. Yeah. But even a week's not good, a week's not long enough. Like, yeah. Yeah. it's taken me years and maybe I'm a slow learner, right? But it's taken me years to establish certain skill sets and years of learning. Like I've lost some incredibly large deals. I've lost some small deals. The The learnings from that were incredible. I wish I didn't because, <laughs> you know, I, I even lose deals now and I'm like, man, yeah. I've made an amateur mistake, right? <laughs> um, you learn from it and then you can improve. Yeah, if you don't give your rep the proper sort of foundation, especially with BDRs, you need to teach, not everyone is a good copywriter, like, but you need to teach them. And when I say you, I do not mean you as a VP of sales who has not been, has not been in the weeds for seven years. I'm saying you as a VP has a responsibility to bring in outside people who are actually in the field, who are actually sales trainers, who are actually in enablement and make that happen because by training your reps, they're going to be more effective and more invested. You are investing in your people and then they will close more deals 
And you just need to see that longer term, bigger picture connection so that people actually have the skills to close more business and reach out to more people. That's a problem is a lot of people don't know how to catch people's attention in the yeah. beginning. And so if you can enable them to be better and have the right foundation. So for example, at my company, I did a, an enablement session around personalized messaging. Here's where you research. Here's how to do video. Here's different types of messaging. And it opens up people's eyes because we're so in the motion of I have to sell, I have to sell, I have to sell. We forget about these foundations, which are so important. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I just, I'm getting lost in this conversation. I think you're right. <laughs> um, and you look at the data and, you know, Kyle shared with me, Kyle Coleman, who, mm -hmm. again, another man crush. Um, did you did you know that Kyle worked at me with yeah. worked with me at Looker? I asked yeah. him, I asked him, who should I talk to? He's like, Kayla. I'm like, done. Um, yeah. But By the way, if he is like an amazing leader. So every, anyone who's not following, go follow him. Yeah, I'll, I'm, I'm a big fan of, 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 yeah. of, of Kyle. And he shared some data with me, you know, that 80, 87% of SDRs, 83% of SDRs didn't hit target last year. And that's just blown my mind. And and unfortunately, I think, you know, the reality is, I think there's, there's SDRs, if they're not getting what's required from their organization, they need to find it. It's, it's yep. not just the, the responsibility of the FCP or the VP or the enablement team, but also you're right, companies, if you're employing people, if you're wanting them, if you're putting them into the front line, throwing them into the deep end, expecting them to use all these technology stacks and wanting an outcome without training them, you're kind of setting them, setting them up to fail. And I've got a question for you um, that I ask every guest and I'm really interested to hear your response. Is sale an art or a science? Oh, it's such a good question. I think it depends on the type of brain that you have. Are you more like right side or left side? I think that's <laughs> how people probably answer it, right? Like yep. if they're more organized, they're more methodical, they're going to say it's a science. If you're more creative, more like that's going to be the other side of the brain. Oh, such a good question. Um, I think it's an art. Yep. I think there's a real, you can have, I think having foundations and processes in place obviously will take you far. There's that piece of being able, I think the art is like being able to think on your feet. So in like a demo, you, let's say someone is saying specific things, being able to flip the demo and cater to them, not go to your talk track. So like that, being able to act on the fly also mm -hmm. like, in SDR world, be, being able to research and create messaging and put together the pieces, that's what people struggle with a lot because it's hard to put those together. I think that's an art. That's not a science. I'm thinking, okay, you, you, are a, you were a Boy Scout leader. Well, here's some common themes with Boy Scout leaders or what was the email? It was, here's why Boy Scouts can make good data science leaders. So like if I had a like a formula for that, yeah. I wouldn't have been able to put that all together, but because I have that creative piece, yeah. I am a can that's what people struggle with in messaging is they don't know how to connect the dots. 
And when I'm looking at someone's profile, if I see, I actually sway towards non-work related stuff. So if someone plays basketball, if they play golf, if they are a Boy Scout leader, if they ride motorcycles, I am talking to them about that because that's something they care about on a deeper level and something they're passionate about. It's less about, oh, and I still put in some value prop, but more about those, what is important to this person outside of work? Because every other message they are getting is about work. So yesterday I saw someone who reposted something. I think the soccer or football club is called Aberdeen. Yeah, Aberdeen, yeah. Yeah. So I wrote him an email about something about data science and soccer and like how teams have to work together well. So taking it out, that's where the creative piece is. And if you don't have that piece, then it's really hard to get above the noise. Yeah, see, that's awesome. Yeah, you know, absolutely awesome. And trust your gut, follow intuition. No, you know, that's the art. It's to learn. And that's, that's and you know, I'm, I'm, I'm in your camp. I'm, I'm a big believer that what we do, there's an art to what we do. Um, you can give anyone a paintbrush, but it takes, you know, time and skills to actually learn how to paint. So, you know, I really appreciate your time today, Kayla. Where, you know, where can people connect with you and find more about you? Because I'm sure hundreds of our listeners will be like, <laughs> I need to connect with her now. Just uh, LinkedIn is best, best place. My name is long. It's K-A-Y-L-A-C-Y-T-R-O-N hyphen T-H-A-L-E-R. I am also on Instagram. So if you're into fitness, it's Miss KCT. But I would say LinkedIn is the better place. Also, don't slide in my DMs on Instagram trying to hit me up because you will be shut down. So if you really <laughs> want to learn, LinkedIn is the place. If you want some fitness right. stuff, Instagram. <laughs> we're gonna put you we're gonna put you we're gonna put that in the show notes, LinkedIn, so that your handle's there. So they don't have to worry about Kayla. It's just gonna be in there. You can click it. So you know what? I wanna say, um, I've interviewed some incredible people on my podcast. Um, I've traveled the world to do this and I must say this is like one of my favorite episodes because just hearing you embrace and enjoy and your mindset is just awesome. And I think so many people um can learn a lot from following you. So thanks for coming on the Sales IQ podcast. Yeah, we'll have to do it again soon.